this squeaking in the background is the it's the willows that I'm sat beneath the creaking willows and I'm sat out by um, Paddington Farm next to the little stream welcome to the fourth edition of the to the trees podcast uh, normally this podcast is released with the new moon um, but for some reason the solstice turned that on its head and so i'm releasing this one with the full moon um, june has been a busy month and there's lots of, lots to catch up on um, i'll be highlighting some of the things that i've been doing this month which has included a few um, live gigs um, a lovely solstice morning tree walk and and gig um, the tree walks have started again on the weekends and we're going to start a um, an evening walk around the tour as well on a Wednesday at 7 o'clock and then the um, workshops have started again on a, on a Wednesday morning and that's at 11 so yeah, lots happening um, I won't talk for too long now um, this first little clip I've got to um, this first little clip I've got to present to you is um, from the first tree walk uh, back. Um, this was a song recorded out at Middlewick uh, with a small audience. And this song is called A Mist Upon the Levels. I hope you enjoy it. Called A Mist Upon the Levels. The levels is this area that surrounds us around Glastonbury and Glastonbury is like a nipple in the middle of it and there are other islands dotted around in the levels and it's the area of land that stretches down towards Taunton, um, towards <laughs> Burrow Mump and it is at sea level so it's liable to flooding. And then <clears throat> it's all of what you can see when you stand on the top of the tour and look out is like is the levels and it's this flat area of land and often the mist um, as you might know as locals will gather in this area and cause a a sea of mist and if you go up on the top of the tour you can look down and see across this sea of mist and the trees poking out and it's, it's spectacular one of, the, one of the most beautiful things a human can lay their eyes upon I, I think uh, so yes mist upon the levels There's a mist upon the levels where it comes from when it's gone there's a mist upon the levels approaching Avalon and as we wish upon the levels for a hint of where we're from through the mist upon the levels it's on to Avalon and there's a mist upon the levels a mist in me the blurred line between the seen and the unseen As the mistress on the level comes and then it's gone Fire dance. 
danced away. People round the fire danced away. People round the fire danced to welcome in the day. Upon the levels, guide you on your way. There's a mist upon the levels, where it comes from when it's gone. Through the mist upon the levels, how I long for Avalon. Bats pitch on the level, and the gulls return to see how the mist drifts on the level reflects the mist in me. And as the ash dance in the fire, the fire danced away. Round the fire danced away. People round the fire danced to welcome in the day. Mist upon the level guide you on your way, and as the ash danced, danced in the fire. Away. The people round the fire danced away. The people round the fire danced to welcome in the day. Mist upon the level guide you on your way. May the mist upon the level. Guide you on your way. Thank you very much. Thank you. <clears throat> Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, so the the rest of this podcast is going to um, include. Um, the two appearances that I did over um, Glastonbury weekend, uh, the two mini tree walks and gigs, uh, one in the morning of the Sunday, um, which was done at the Maple Gateway on the other side of the tour, with these two veteran maples. Um, I introduced some trees and sing some songs. And then in the afternoon, I did another one, um, and that was on Bushy Coombe at the Beach Gateway. Um, lovely, two lovely beech trees, one a copper beech and one a standard green beech. And um, during those two um, appearances, I talked about bardism, um, and there was a nice little exchange of ideas um, between me and the audience. Um, talked a little bit about Glastonbury Festival, um, talked a little bit about tree reproduction. Um, so yeah, anyway, it's all there for you. Um, that's um, over an hour's worth of content. So I will leave you with that. Um, I hope you enjoy them if you've not heard them before. So hopefully I'll see you soon for a tree walk um, or workshop. Uh, you can find out about all the 
upcoming dates for those on uh, tothetrees.co.uk. Uh, you can also join the Facebook group To The Trees. Um, and don't hesitate to add my personal profile as well. Um, do introduce yourself. So thanks for tuning in. Um, I look forward to seeing you again soon for another um, To The Trees podcast. That'll be number five, released in at some point in July. Um, probably with the next full moon. I'll keep them going on the full moons now. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. Welcome to Matt's very own little Glastonbury Festival. Um, this is the weekend where we would normally have the festival over at Pilton. Um, as we can't have that, um, not that I would have been going this year, um, but I thought I'd you know, bring you some musical um, arts entertainment live. Um, I am <coughs> in a field in Glastonbury um, on the far side of the tour um, with the um, Maple Gateway. So this is the <coughs> what I like to call the Maple Gateway. Um, these are two field maples and they are really quite old field maples. Let me turn the camera show you these guys. <coughs> Um, they're all kind of rotted out in the middle and got holes all the way through them. Um, they're kind of randomly placed in the top corner of the field. And they feel like this kind of, oops, excuse me. They feel like this um, magical kind of portal. So I'm gonna walk us through there now. Um, I come up onto the crest here. Um, in that direction is Pilton, so that was that would be where the festival would be happening this weekend. Um, this is a lovely spot. Uh, the tour is there. There she is, through the gap there. <laughs> um, this little collection of trees here um, this is something that I see quite often, excuse the wind, it's really blowy up here. Um, I'll find a quieter spot to sing a song, um, but bear with me um, while I just introduce this wonderful ash tree. And I see this a lot, these hawthorns um, growing out of the side of ash trees. Uh, there's one on the other side of the tour. It's like the, it's like the ash trees like to have a little pet hawthorn. Uh, this is another hawthorn coming out of here and then this little collection of treats. Some little mushrooms, I'm not sure what, um, my mushroom knowledge is not great, so if anyone can name what species of mushroom that is, that would be wonderful. Um, so yeah, the ash and her hawthorns. Now this is an old, an old trunk of something, it may have been another field maple. And then we've got a sycamore in the corner with its pink flaky bark. Uh, hello Jenny and Tracy, uh, Richard as well, nice to see you. Um, I am live from a field in Glastonbury, just introducing some of the trees that I'm sat with. This glorious one over here is a nice English oak tree. Lovely deeply furrowed bark on here, cracked. Um, this oak tree also has a little pet hawthorn. Um, this whole hedgerow actually is Hawthorne, yeah, so. So yes, that's my surroundings. 
Um, how is the sound um, for you there? If you could comment, that would be great. Um, this is the little coombe that I'm sat in. So this field rolls down there. This is a, a lovely tall ash tree here. And that's an oak sat next to it there. I'm gonna pop down in here. There's a little coppice of hazel down there and it's a, a bit more sheltered, so it would be a good spot to sing you a song. So, um, I like to write and sing songs dedicated to the landscape. Um, <clears throat> this particular song is dedicated to the horizon. Um, obviously, in Glastonbury, we've got the benefit of this raised bit of land um, and you have this spectacular view all the way around so the horizon is quite a prominent thing in Glastonbury and so this is a song I wrote over the last couple of years and it's dedicated to the horizon good morning Janie bit blowy but you're very clear okay thank you for that <coughs> Just fill my mind with a horizon You are a fine one Treat me to you A whispering wind when are certain blow back the curtain take me with you upon the waves we are unfolding soon to be rolling into the blue You are 
Treat me to you. Treat me to you. Treat me to you. Thank you. Hello, Liz. Good to see you. Um, thank you for listening to that. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, it's a song that relaxes me somewhat. Um, a song called Horizon, and it's dedicated to the horizon. This beautiful Avalon horizon. Hi, Miranda. Um, I hit a few bum notes there. Apologies for that. Um, <coughs> see if we can do better next time. So I, um, um, I do tree walks and workshops for, pe for people in Glastonbury, for the community of Glastonbury. Um, I merge that with my creative output, so I like to sing people songs when I take them out for walks. Um, I kind of follow a, a bardic path, um, if you're familiar with that tradition. Um, bards were um, poets, um, creative beings that were... Um, the inspirers of communities. Um, they used to um, inspire armies, in fact, um, in the olden times. Um, it was their responsibility to learn the oral traditions. Um, they were trained by the Druids, um, and it was said that they trained for seven years. I mean, I think it was an, a lifelong process, um, but it said that there was a, a period of learning of seven years when they would absorb all of the traditions um, from the and the stories and myths, um, fables, um, that they would then express back out, outwards to their community and that would be um, a learning process for the community. Um, yeah, they would be sharing in some way through their creativity, through their poems, through their music, um, some hopefully some universal wisdom. Um, it was said that the, the armies with the best bards would be victorious. I think that, the, that this is kind of an old-fashioned image of, of bardism. I think it's taken on a new role, as it should, in modern community. Um, you know, at, we communicate different things and we have different opportunities to put ourselves in front of our community now. Um, there's a few. There are a few people who I can, who I kind of notice bardic um, behaviour from um, in Glastonbury, although they might not immediately identify as that. Um, it's this kind of going out into nature, um, absorbing it, and um, and then responding to it with your own creativity. Um, you know, letting it filter through you and then putting that back out. It's, for me, it's about sharing my. Um, sharing the joy I find in nature, um, the joy I also find in creating things. In writing and creating songs and whatnot. And then it's the merging of these two things. That's the key for me. Um, I'm never feeling more inspired than when I'm sat in nature. I'm full of awe. I get this, um, like easily get pins and needles all over my body when I'm just sat in nature listening to the wind and the birds and just absorbing everything um, and this to me is um, inspiration in itself um, just that act actually I think is a creative act 
Um, and also in these kind of modern times, it's also, it may also be like a subversive act somewhat um, to be creative and to go out and connect with nature. Um, is not, <clears throat> yeah, it's something that's very valuable for me at this time and I hope that I can share that with other people. Um, I'm glad now obviously to be getting back to walking with people. And as I said, we had a, a nice walk out to Middlewick yesterday. Um, so I'll be sharing more um, creativity and um, <clears throat> bardic things on those walks and they're happening every weekend, Saturday, and sun um, Saturday or Sunday. You can find out on tothetrees.co.uk. And then on Wednesdays we have a workshop and that's more about like formal learning um, about tree identification. I think it's really valuable to have this practical knowledge, um, not just to come into nature and sit, although there is value in that. Um, I find when I have more knowledge about my surroundings, I can relate to it in a different way. There's more depth. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, so I've also decided to do evening walks and they, they will happen on Wednesdays um, from seven. Um, probably going on for around two hours and that'll be circling the tour. That'll be a circumambulation of the tour, meeting the trees around the tour as we go. And then we'll sit in a little quiet spot and have a a sing song as well. <clears throat> so yeah, to the trees.co.uk you can find out all about those events. Thumbs up. Um so I'm gonna sing you a song now that's dedicated to the trees. Um it's called it has two names. It was originally called Old Wind Blowing. It's now called To The Trees. Brackets, Old Wind Blowing. Um, and I'm gonna sing this now. I've sung it a few times recently. It's a song that I really love singing. Um, it's dedicated to the trees and to the wind and that is what I'm surrounded by right now. So it's probably a good opportunity. We might even appease the wind. Although saying that, I'm, I'm starting to get rained on. Eyes upon the distance and my feet upon the road. My mind shows no resistance, my body knows. My heart drifts on the ocean, my breath upon the air, and my paws walk towards the forest and I wait there Feel the earth and your body is one Light the fire in darkness burn and drink the water Quench your thirst, you're an old wind blowing. And while the wind blows with 
persistence And my will begins to grow A yes with some insistence My body knows My heart drifts on the ocean My breath on the air and my paws walk towards the forest And I wait there Feel the earth and your body is one Light the fire in darkness Burn and drink the water Quench your thirst You're an old wind blowing Feel the earth and your body is one Light the fire in darkness Burn and drink the water Quench your thirst You're an old Wind blowing, you're an old wind blowing, you're an old wind blowing, and your river overflowing. I wait there. Well, <clears throat> I imagine that the trees are clapping here, um, and maybe you're clapping at the other end. Hello, Alexandra. Good to see you from Portugal. Jenny. <laughs> okay, right. So, yes, what am I doing here? I am sat in a field in Glastonbury. The tour is that direction. Pilton is in that direction. <clears throat> I'm holding my own little mini Glastonbury festival this weekend. That was started yesterday with a little tree walk. Um, we had 10 people along. Nice mixture of people and all new walkers as well, which was interesting. Um, and so today I'll be appearing twice. This is my first one at 10 a.m. and then there'll be another one later, all being well, at 3 p.m. Um, I'm doing that so that those who, who aren't out of bed yet or are still slumbering can maybe catch me later on in the day, but also for the time difference um, in different parts of the world. Um, so yeah, I'm holding a mini Glastonbury festival. I'm introducing the trees and sharing with you some of my creativity as well. <coughs> I, yeah, okay. So my experience of Glastonbury festival, that would be interesting. Um, I haven't been since 2013, I don't think. Um, I worked there that year. <coughs> um, pre that was the first time I'd been back for a while, like previous to that. 
the first year I went was in 2000, um, when I was 17, 16, 17. And then it hooked me in. After that, I went back every year until about 2009 or 10 or something, and then I had a few years off. Um, so it was this um, thing that we did, um, you know, as a, as, as a group of friends for, for, for nearly a decade. And so it's, there's something really, you know, um, it was character building experience. Um, there's something deep down in me um, that was affected by Glastonbury Festival. Um, creatively, expressively, um, I think it plonked me in my body. Um, and there were some amazing experiences at that festival and I think everybody has those kind of stories. Um, I never really came to the town. Um, I might have come through here like once or twice after the festival, um, but didn't ever really spend much time in, in Glastonbury town itself. I just remember seeing from the festival site, from Pilton, the, the tour in the distance, um, and it seemed like this magical land. Um, It's hard to put across because all of those Glastonbury festivals seem to, to kind of combine into one and, and become a bit of a blur. But I, I do have these very particular memories of sitting up um, around the Stone Circle and looking out over the festival and, and like seeing the, the tour in the distance. And really beautiful sight. And so I was always tempted and intrigued by the place. Um, it wasn't until like 2012 that I actually moved here and it was one of the best things I did. Living in Glastonbury is great. Um, I love this community of this town. Um, creative community, supportive community um, that really does its best to help its artists. Um, and I, you know, I appreciate that endlessly. And it's just such a joy to be living in a town, a small town that has um, a movement of people through it all the time um, from all over the world. It's like a a hub almost, it's an attractor. And five minutes out into this kind of countryside, it's like you don't really need a garden. You've got miles of garden here. So yeah, that's enough waffling, I guess. Um, I've, I hope you've enjoyed this little experience. I will do one more song. Um, it's good. There's a big gray cloud over here, so it's probably gonna rain in a minute. I'll do one more song. And this is uh, another song that I've been playing a little bit recently. Um, later on, I'll do some, I'll do a couple of, I'll do at least one song that's a bit of an older one that you won't have heard before, and one that's a little bit more obscure that I haven't played for a while. Um, this one is called... Okay, I'll figure that out. Meet me over there. This one is called Hello Paul Merritt. Good to see you. Yvette, Jenny, thank you for joining. Meet me over there, this song is called. Ah uh, yeah, and if you want to support my music, my creativity and um, my um, <laughs> if you want to help me to pay the rent um, and to buy coffee, then you can do that via to the trees.co.uk. Um there's a little button on that that says buy me a coffee and it's kind of a, a quirky way to donate.
out more about tree walks, to hear some more music. Um, also, that was some nice news. I got um, my music's now on Spotify and iTunes, so you can listen to it there as well. To you I will write till I'm double With age and a face for the grave For you I would die on the double For you are from where I came Sing like we sang in the olden days A song that bends and sways Like the fire for to burn all your troubles And the light to light the way Before first light, meet me over there Walk through the night, see you at first light dawn for to hear your heart pray walk through the night before first light meet me over there walk through the night see you at First light, meet me over there. 
power of number seven you are two to the power of ten you are a number descended from heaven you are the first born again and again and again and awoke through the night before first light meet me over See you at first light Meet me over there <clears throat> Thank you, Maria, Rachel Thank you very much for joining um, so yeah, I will leave it there, I think. Thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed that. I'll appear again at 3pm 3 uh, Sorry, this afternoon. Um, second live gig of today. Um, I'm doing my own little Glastonbury festival from Glastonbury. Um, just to entertain my, myself and hopefully some other people this weekend. Um, <clears throat> so earlier on I talked um, a little bit about Bardism, um, about the Bardic tradition. Um, but as I said before, Bards were considered to be the inspirers of armies in the olden days. Um, they learned oral traditions and shared that with the community and they trained, well, their whole life really. Um, but tended to train for periods of seven years to learn the oral traditions off by heart because obviously there was, they weren't written down in those days and that caused them to be more fluid and to be able to change with, the, with culture as it moved, um, with the society as it moved. Um, so my point was that <coughs> Bardism um, has changed um, in modern times and it does morph with the generations um, and how do we embody Bardism in, 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 in modern times is, is a good question. Um, and when I was talking earlier, I felt that I, there was a point that I wasn't quite getting to. And um, thankfully, after the gig, um, a couple of comments were contributed. Um, one was from um, Holly um, Mazilius. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, Holly. Sorry if that's wrong. Um, and she really like, helped to clarify my thoughts. And so I'll share her thoughts with you. <clears throat> the comment is um, <laughs> comes with a warning. Long comment ahead. Um, I found the stuff you were saying about the Bardic tradition very interesting and the adaptation of their role in modern society. Also the thing about nature and creativity being intrinsically linked. I think this is so true and poignant for so many people, including me. I never get a deeper sense of peace than when I truly connect with nature. And it's something I've been lucky enough to instinctively do since childhood. I think as an adult, it can become slightly harder to access, which is why I really appreciate people like you talking about it and acknowledging its importance in our lives. Also, long 
long comment. Also, the thing about the best armies being inspired by the best bards, and this is the point that I'm concentrating on here, um, I thought that Holly thought that perhaps the community is now the community is now the army, and the bard's importance is still just as significant in inspiring, consoling, and educating people as it was back then. Perhaps even more so nowadays, as modern society is in many ways geared against the arts, and it is now, as you say, a subversive act. I think that subverting the norm can be incredibly important for creatives or people who feel like they don't necessarily fit in with, um, fit in that uh, well with normal society. Um, and she ends that with a thanks. Um, so thank you for that contribution, Holly. Um, that was really um, helpful in clarifying my thoughts, and I hope that it's also um, helpful to, uh, for others to hear that. Um, that was also um, um, backed up. Um, bear with me a second. Yeah, okay, that was also backed up by Angela Howard, who said, um, it's now the Bard's um, responsibility um, or job to not to inspire armies but to inspire the masses and to inspire people to lay down their arms so it's this it's this act of laying down your arms um, which is so poignant um, at the moment um, and is a message that has come that has become apparent to me quite quite a lot over the past few um, months um, and perhaps the last year I, I um, illustrated a book for a friend called Anais um, a book called um, Laying Down the Arms um, and that book um, concentrates on, on these, um, these pieces of wisdom that are imbued to us by nature um, and things like that okay I think that's covered that thanks for listening um, I'll show you around. Um, today, this afternoon, I am at the beach gateway. So this is a lovely beech tree over the top of me. Um, you can see the, the long column trunk here with a smooth grey bark and green leaves here. You'll notice over here the leaves start to go a little bit more purple. Um, and that's because this beach is sistered by a copper beech. <coughs> just turn that camera around for you. Hello Victoria, Caroline, uh, Sally, Michelle, hello to everybody else who's watching. I am in Bushy Coombe, um, down at the bottom and this is my, this is a little spot that I like to come to. I, I can get both of the beech trees in, that would be helpful. So this is the beach gateway. Um, on the um, left here we've got a standard green beach um, and then on the right here it's these leaves here so they're they're more they're, although they're appearing quite green you can see that there's a purple tint to them um, that's because that is a copper beach see from the trunk itself you can't tell the difference between a standard beach and a copper beach um, the copper beach is a genetic variation of the the normal beach um, this one is not this one was a lot redder um, earlier in the year. It's turned a bit green now. Its upper and outer leaves are, are redder. Um, you'll notice on the ground here there's no <coughs> undergrowth or very little undergrowth until you get out to 
the light over there and that's because of the beech. The beech trees leave leaves um, are really waxy and they, they don't degrade very quickly. Beech trees also leave their beech nuts on the ground. Um, you can always tell when you're walking through a beech forest because it has this crackly sound to it, the beech nuts cracking underfoot. Um, but what it doesn't allow, um, because it's so thick, is, is for other trees to come up um, underneath, other plants and trees to come up underneath. Um, so, but, however, I will just add that looking around, we do have some saplings coming in the, on the edges here. Um, this is, I don't know if you'd like to guess what that is. This is a pinate leaf here. So this is a pinate leaf system coming. This is the sapling's initial leaf under here. Um, and then these are its growing its more mature leaves. And so this one's a, an, an ash tree. There's an ash here. Um, there are lots of others dotted around. Um, there are some sycamores coming through here as well. Um, I don't think that they'll last um, very long. Uh, they'll probably get eaten by rabbits and um, the sheep that graze on here. So. Um, but that's fine, there's, there's so many of them. And <clears throat> I'll just take you through here. This is a lovely little hollow through here. And then um, on top of this hill, we start to come out to um, the grandmother lime. So this is a lime tree. It's an epic lime tree. The, um, the girth on this tree is quite incredible. I'll just walk you around it and be quiet for a minute. So the lime um, is a, a native tree. There are three types of native limes in Britain. That's the small leaf lime, uh, the large leaf lime and the common lime. These two over here are limes as well. This one and this one. But this one's epic, it's huge. It's like a grand cathedral. In the winter, this tree, obviously without its leaves, looks like a Gothic cathedral. It's, Really incredible. <laughs> so the lime tree is not citrus lime. Um, its Latin name is Tilia. In Europe, it's known as the linden. In America, it's known as basswood. You can see the leaves up close here. They're heart-shaped leaves with serrated edges. And underneath here, you've got the, where the flowers have come. So the lime blossom. They've now been pollinated and will turn into little globes like this. You notice also that the lime has some extra different shaped leaves. If I can find a lower one, I'll give you a, yeah, here you go. So this standard leaf on the right and then the extra leaf that the lime produces over its flowers. And as far as I understand, as I've observed, this acts as a little umbrella to keep its flowers dry. There might be other purposes that that leaf serves as well. I'd be happy to hear from you. So that's a little introduction to Grandmother Lime. Um, lots of ceremonies held around Grandmother Lime and lots of thanksgiving. 
um, lots of prayers hung in her branches. Um, you can actually climb up into this tree as well via, via this branch, which has been kindly led on the ground. And I think next week I'm going to do a gig from there. <laughs> Probably next, next Sunday, a gig from inside Grandmother Lime. I'll sing you a couple of songs now. Okay, so I promised you earlier <coughs> some and a slightly older song. So I'll do that to start with. It's a song I wrote probably <sighs> 10 years ago, maybe. Um, but I think I've started playing it again recently. Um, it is a kind of universal song for me. It doesn't pertain to a certain part of my life and I think that there's um, that it, I can relate to it now um, the lyrics as well it's kind of a exploration of um, duality and maybe meeting in the middle this is called one hand holds my head on hope you can all hear uh, Victoria yes I will send my location to you um, after the gig, okay? You want to come and see that tree? It's a brilliant tree to climb, I'm sure Harry will have a great time. Thumbs up. Okay. <clears throat> One hand holds my head on The other checks the time One foot stands in front of me the other one behind one eye looks to future times the other to the sky and one thought settles in my mind another will in time while one man stakes his claim to fame the other sits inside one man ponders everything the other drifts on by one man looks to find his prize the other justifies his lies convenient his alibi a fitting lullaby While one voice changes everything, the other is too shy. The criminal vulgarity of what shyness can hide. Oh well, bullshit baffles brains, they say offend in every way. You pay the price for what you cannot say. And Death is on its way, death is on its way While one hand holds my head on The other checks the time One foot stands in front of me The other one behind One eye 
looks to future times, the other to the sky. One thought settles in my mind, another will in time, another will in time. And while one eye hopes for cemetery equal on both sides, the other hopes for chaos in which order then resides. Oh, and one thought says, I think, therefore I am, but who am I? Oh, and one thought searches for another thought in which to hide, thought in which to hide, while one hand holds my head on. The other checks the time One foot stands in front of me The other one behind One eye looks to future times The other to the sky One thought settles in my mind Another will in time, another will in time, another will in time. Thank you. Wow, I got lost in there. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that song. That is called One Hand Holds My Head On. Okay. Um this is a song, um, I will take this moment just to um, dedicate a song to Denny, um, who died this week. Those of you who don't know Denny, she is um, a member of the Glastonbury community and she was um, mayor a, a few times um, and she was quite a character. Um, and yeah, she passed away quite suddenly this week um, it was just a surprise to me anyway <clears throat> and I would like to dedicate this song to her uh, this is a song that is dedicated to um, the ancestors and she is that to us now um, so thank you Denny
to hear us call her name. My touch was told the story old by trees of mystic rhyming met on the fold beyond the old a tale of two souls diving we laughed we loved and we hurt and we danced around we sang and everyone sighed. We sang for all those who came before us. The end is a On is the night horizon clear and the ancient love arising here a golden sphere as darkness wanes the day wakes to see those two uniting the waters warm a daughter is formed a tale of perfect timing we laughed we loved and we heard around in the dirt we sang and everyone sighed we sang We laughed, we loved and we heard We danced around in the dirt We sang and everyone sighed We sang for all those who came before
hello Pascal, nice to see you. Jenny, <coughs> thank you for joining me. Um, where am I? Okay, so I'm sat in Bushy Coombe. This is the second appearance that I've made today. Um, we've been discussing um, Bardism and I've been introducing, introducing some of the trees around here. Um, I will play one more song shortly and that will probably be um, a prayer for Avalon. Um, I'll just take you over here to show you a couple more trees. We've got this lovely ash tree here. It seems to have an extra leg coming out of it and underneath it's completely hollow. You can see right through it at one point. Somewhere around here. Um, it seems to be rotting out down there. I'm not sure how long it will last, but it goes all the way up. Um, we've got an elder next to it. You can tell the elder by its corky bark. So if you press the bark, it's kind of squidgy. Um, the elder also has its berries coming up here. lobed lobed leaves are lovely you can eat these when they're fresh in the spring you see the hawthorn has its it's also known as the may tree because it blossoms in may another ash tree here <coughs> um with the so okay here's an interesting thing um <coughs> with trees such as the beech <coughs> and oaks these are trees that are um, monoecious species. This means that they will produce trees, uh, the trees will produce both male and female flowers. That is how um, most trees tend to appear. Um, the ash tree, though, is kind of special in that regard. Um, it is known as a dioecious tree, um, even a trioecious tree, and I'll explain that. So the ash can have a tree. <coughs> with female flowers on it. Um, it can also have a tree with male flowers on it. It can have a tree with both. It also appears to be able to swap genders as well, swap sexes from year to year, um, and seems to be able to like put out a branch that is one male branch on a female tree. Further to that, no, even further to that, individual flowers, so you get male flower and with male parts on it, um, I won't go into the botanical names right now. The female flowers with the female parts on it. And then you have a flower that's a hermaphrodite flower, so it will have both male and female parts. Now, ash trees flower earlier in the year, so I can't show you that now. Um, this tree here, I cannot see ash seeds or ash keys on it. That might be because it's a young tree, um, but that's also on this tree, this large one up here. I can't see any keys on it. Now, the keys would be produced by a female tree um, or a female branch, so a female flower will be pollinated by male flowers and then turn into ash keys. If a tree doesn't have any keys, it might be that they've all blown off because it's quite windy, but if an ash tree doesn't have any keys, then it might well be a male tree. <coughs> so ash tree has this um, ability to wiggle in between the two um, sexes so <coughs> I'm not sure if that's the right word to use um, whereas 
um, oak and, and beech and trees like that will um, produce both male and female flowers. And the, this is an important kind of little bit of wisdom that helped me personally. Um, it seems that trees, although we kind of might place <clears throat> femininity um, onto the beech tree um, and for example masculinity onto the oak tree underneath they are both they embody both masculine and feminine qualities and I like to kind of relate this to humans in our appearance on the skin might be male or female but underneath we're both and it's important that we can unify these <laughs> these things um this the, the, this opposition might be one of the kind of roots of our problem problems as as a, in our culture and things like that um i won't waffle on and on about it but it was an important lesson for me um also in kind of like expressing myself and recognizing the the feminine aspects in in my own personality so yes okay i'll sing you one more song we'll say goodbye to the beach the beach also has a pet look it's a a holly tree and baby holly come out of here and um, so i'll play one more song just to play out um play out max mini festival this is a mini glastonbury festival brought to you by me and the trees of Avalon. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit tired now so I'm going to get on and sing this song and um, say good evening to you. Um, if you'd like to support my, this is something that I love doing from the bottom of my heart, sitting in nature, being inspired by nature and sharing that with other people. This is something that I love doing. I would like to make this like what I do in life. Um, <clears throat> Sharing my creativity with others is something that I love doing. Um, if you'd like to support me and allow me to continue to do that, then you can donate via coffee um, in the link that I've provided. I hope to see you on a tree walk soon. They're happening twice a week now. Um, check out to the trees for the dates. This is a song called A Prayer for Avalon. I pray to the gods for all who rest 
upon this island and I was saved by sure sign as I prayed for sure sign I pray to the east in the morning I pray to the west in the evening I pray to goddess for all who rest in Avalon singing along and I pray to the east in the morning I pray to the west in the evening I pray to goddess for all who rest in Avalon and I pray with the birds in the morning I pray with the bugs pray for love, I pray they're blessed, I pray for healing, I pray to the east in the morning, I pray to the west in the evening, I pray to goddess for all who rest in Avalon, I pray to goddess I pray to goddess for all who rest in Avalon.